Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And there's going to be days where you're like, I'm trying all the things and nothing's working. And then go back, like have that staff meeting of one, look at your paper and say, okay, this is the feedback I've gotten from mentors or from other people in the building. Have I done all these things? And then you're tracking what you did. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey there, Burned In Teachers. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 44 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. One part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I'm your host, Amber Harper, and I'm so grateful, and I'm actually extra grateful today that you're spending your precious time with me. I'm feeling, like I just said, a lot of extra gratitude, and I'd like to take a minute to tell you why. See, the day that this episode airs is actually September 30th, which is National Podcast Day. But that's not all. September 17th was the one-year birthday of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Aw, it's not a baby anymore. <laughs> and I was too into my daily grind to even notice. You see, I've talked about this before. Being busy can derail you from taking time to show gratitude for all of the growth and connections that have happened when you're trying something new. So I want to take a minute to celebrate podcasts and how they're having a serious impact on our world and on our personal and professional growth by sharing some podcasts that have influenced me over the years. I'll link those in the show notes. So the quick and dirty list is this. Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey, the She Did It Her Way podcast by Amanda Bolin, Rise by Rachel Hollis. Lately, I really loved The Way I Heard It by Mike Rowe, the Speaker Lab podcast with Grant Baldwin, the Courage and Clarity podcast with Steph Crowder, the 10-Minute Teacher podcast with Vicki Davis, and of course, I have to give my EPN crew a shout out here. I'm so extremely honored and grateful to be part of the Education Podcast Network founded by Chris Nessie, who, by the way, is now editing the Burned In Teacher podcast because I realized that it was something that I needed to let go of and I wanted to practice what I preach in order to avoid burnout. Thank you, Chris, so much for doing this. I am a part of this network of educators serving educators, and I'm so honored and grateful for it. So I want to give all of them a quick shout out. And if you've not listened to any of these, I strongly suggest that you do. They all touch on different pieces of education, and you can certainly find one from the Education Podcast Network that serves your needs. Okay, here we go. We have the House of EdTech, the Google Teacher Tribe, Educational Duct Tape, On Education, Shooks and GIF, EdTech Bites, The Cult of Pedagogy, Empowering Educators, Kindergarten Kiosk, EduMagic, Teaching, Learning, Leading, K-12, Podcast PD, Teachonomy Talks, Assist Learning, Leader of Learning, Reimagine Schools, 
instant relevance, partial credit, teachers need teachers, leading equity, shake up learning show, infused classroom, ditch that textbook, principal PLN, transformative principal, and about the T in STEM. Thank you all so much for inviting the Burned In Teacher Podcast to be a part of your network. I'm so extremely grateful, and especially to Angela Watson, Casey Bell, and Matt Miller, who even before I started podcasting had such a huge influence on my day-to-day teaching and my perspective in education. Thank you. And happy National Podcast Day. And happy late one-year birthday to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. (laughs) We are now a full week into fall here in the United States, and you can smell the changes in the air. Although I'm a summer girl myself, I just can't help but get a little giddy about the changes that are to come. And you know me, I love me some changes. Yes, I know not all listeners are from the States, but here in the Midwest, the leaves are changing, the air is cooling. Well, at least it should be. It's 85 degrees today in Indiana, and ciders of all types are hitting the shelves. Okay, I want to ask you a question. I'd love your opinion. Are you a PSL lover? You know, pumpkin spice latte. I am not. I could take it or leave it. I think too much of anything isn't great, but how about you? So jump on social media, tag me in a picture of you with a nice, warm, or cool pumpkin spice latte. Are you a fan or are you not a fan of pumpkin spice? What if it went away? How would you feel? Do you see what I did there? The good old what if. It's a scary thought. What if there isn't enough? What if I don't make it? What if they don't like me or my ideas? What if they get mad at me? Last week, we talked about the two sides of what if, and I'd love to hear your feedback on that as well. Have you flipped your what if on its head yet? Have you thought about what would happen if you asked what if with a different perspective? Like, what if I don't change? What if I said no? What if I did something different and scary for me, but good for me at the same time? Kind of looked at self-care a little bit differently, right? Well, get into the Burned In Teacher Facebook community at bit.ly slash BIT community and share with us your story and what you're doing to ask yourself, what if? I want to know what you're doing with what you're hearing here on the podcast. And I couldn't imagine following last week's episode any better than we are today, because to begin where we are, no matter where we are, or again, what season it is, we have to reflect. Now, you stop rolling your eyes. I see you burned in over at teachers, and I see that look of concern on your face, burned in unbalanced teachers. Something else to do, you ask? No, it's something essential. And for all of you burned in board teachers out there who need to pumpkin spice it up a little bit... <laughs> I see you too. You've reached a wall and you don't see any way over, under, or around it. Well, it's a good thing that we have today's guest on here today. She is a returning guest and she's going to empower us to think more deeply about where we can make changes and how we can activate our minds to make necessary changes no matter where you are in your career. Today's guest is Gretchen Bridgers. She's an elementary educator turned teacher coach turned trainer. She specializes in instructional strategy implementation for all levels of educators. She has a soft spot in her heart for new teachers. And let me tell you, she's going to talk about new teachers today on the episode. Gretchen is the host of the Always a Lesson Empowering Educators podcast, 
Between her blog, podcast, classroom resources, PD webinars, and published books, Gretchen pours into teachers every day with the content that she curates. She's also a good friend of mine, and I'm so glad she's here to end September with Begin Where You Are. She's got five excellent tips for us today, and I can't wait to get into this interview with her. Gretchen Bridgers, my friend, my business and teacher bestie. I am so excited to see you. Yeah, I know you listeners can't see her face, but it's so good to see your face, Gretchen. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what you have to share with our listeners today. Thanks for having me back on. It's always such a good time to chat all things education and catch up. So um, I appreciate the invitation to come back. Yeah, you've got some awesome stuff to share with our teachers, especially for here in the beginning of the school year and some exciting things to share later, but I really want to catch up with you. So let us know what's going on in the world of the Bridgers. It has been crazy. So I have got two little ones at home while also being an educator. And some of you might feel that same stress of how can you be great at both things when Uh, there's just not enough time in the day. And so I have learned grace. Grace is the word I've chosen for the year after I failed miserably at being great at both things. And I just want to understand that I'm not going to have a perfect day. And as long as each day I wake up trying again and reflecting on what I can do better personally and professionally, then that's all you can ask of yourself. And When I look back at the longevity of the year, I have accomplished a lot so far. But when you look at the days, sometimes you feel like, what did I get done? You know, how am I moving forward? How am I getting better? But then when you look the long distance, you're like, you know, you you are chugging along. Sometimes you're so in the nitty gritty, you don't feel that way. Um, So it has been a year of blessings, a lot of change, but all good things. Yeah. So I'm so excited to hear more about that. But I have to tell you, Gretchen, you and I have been Marco Poloing, voxing, <laughs> chatting, texting for almost a year. Shoot. Has it been that long? It has been almost a year because it was right after I started the podcast and Burned In Teacher is the Burned In Teacher podcast rather is almost a year old. By the time this episode airs, it's probably a year old. And I was so lucky to be put in touch with you from our mutual virtual friend, Corey Knight. That's right. And so you, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, Gretchen and I have a history. So she was <laughs> on episode 10, 11, and 12 in celebration of the 10th episode of the Burned and Teacher podcast. I asked Gretchen because she and I had had so many awesome conversations about educators and education and students and our philosophies matched up so well. I thought we need to do a mini series. So we did. It always a burned in lesson. So I will put the links to those episodes. They were, that was so good. They were so good. They were gold. And I know they have kind of gotten lost in the archives of the burned in teacher podcast. Now as we're going on 50 episodes. Woohoo. Yeah, I know. I'm, I can't believe it, but we just, I, I'm so excited to hear that you, that your word is grace. And actually I knew that already. And Gretchen, you're so good at focusing on the goals that you set for yourself and showing yourself grace when you have to kind of move and progress with guided flexibility. You know me pretty well and you know that I'm always the visionary like, ooh, we should do this or, oh my gosh, have you considered this before? And you're like, I'm going to focus on the goals (laughs) that I have set for myself, which is such a great 
quality. How do you? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like I have got to put blinders on and it's a survival mechanism because there's so many things I want to accomplish. And before kids, I would work all day, all night in all things education. And I had big dreams, big goals, and I've had to slow down. But my mind doesn't slow down. It's like I still want to keep moving at that pace. But there's this other part of me that's also a great opportunity raise and teach little humans. And I have to honor that. And it has been a major struggle. And I have had to learn how to recalibrate my expectations of myself, be okay with this change of hats. Like I'm an educator today. I'm a mommy right now. And I've also had to learn how to still have big audacious goals, Mm -hmm. but they're more reasonable for the season I'm in. And I still every day struggle and, and, and talking with other people who are doing great things. I want to do great things too. And I want to move faster. And I, I just, I have to stay in my lane. And this is a season that has its own wonderful blessings if I stay the course, but I'm going to mess up the greatness in front of me if I keep trying to do other things. And so every time I get thrown off course, I realize you're not focused on what's the most important right now. So I chose three goals at the beginning of the year. This is what I want to accomplish for myself. And here we are um, at the end of August and I have accomplished all three. And the first one, I've got a Facebook group for new teachers. If you have not hopped in that group, I highly suggest you do that. I wanted that to be a very engaging group where it's not just me doing all the work of telling you the tips and tricks, but I really want you to ask questions and and me to help you think through it. And so that's gotten off um, on a great foot. So I'm thankful for that. I also wanted to rewrite a book for new teachers. It's called Elementary Education 101, what they didn't teach you in college. And it's basically all the logistical things that you don't know until you're in it. And I made so many blunders. And so I wanted to update it because it has been years since I've done that. And that took a long time because I just was, I didn't have a lot of time. And then my third goal was to get my mentorship program up and running for new and newer teachers in the first three years. And I was able to get all those modules created and figure out how I wanted to best support teachers and rolled it out. But starting in January 1, and it's taken me till now to be able to do just three goals that maybe normally I could do that in the first quarter of the year. And that's okay because that's the season I'm in. These are reasonable goals for me to be able to achieve in this year. And I achieved them early. So now that tells me, okay, maybe next year we're going to do four goals and maybe it is one per quarter and they're still going to be big and great and have an impact in education. And I want to continue helping people. So it's definitely been a year of ups and downs of telling myself, hey, it's okay that today you, you weren't able to accomplish your just daily goals because you mom life took over or the weather was bad or you just had a lot of work you had to do. And I don't know, I guess grace is just the, the word that really explains how you can appreciate what you're going through and allow yourself to still grow without getting frustrated and stopping your growth and you can talk to other people and encourage other people who have different paths without getting caught up in what they're doing or allow it to pressure you by staying focused, whether you write the goals and put them on your mirror like I did, or every day you check in with yourself and you say, okay, <laughs> Gretchen, now we're having a meeting. It's a staff meeting, a staff of one, and this is what you're going to accomplish and nothing else. And everything else in the world is going great. And if opportunities come, great. But if they do not align to these three things, we're not going to do them right now until you've made it through that and you can reflect and say, 
hey, you know, I can add a goal or, you know, whoa, that was just perfect enough. Or um, maybe they weren't big enough or they were too small or whatever. But I think reflection and grace was probably attributed to me being so successful this year. I always love everything that comes out of your mouth because you always <laughs> Such a great, and it's funny that your word is grace because you always have such a graceful way of putting things. And, you know, I have to even say too, I'm going to be very candid. We have had trouble scheduling this interview because Because of life, because of life, (laughs) things have just not gone our way. In fact, even tonight, it almost didn't happen because of life. Um, so and neither one of us are like this, by the way, we are the most yeah. dependable, like type A people that, you know, are going to always show up. They're the yeah. ones you can count on. And yet the, with the two of us being that way, we still weren't able to get it together until now. <laughs> yeah. And we just have to focus on, you know, we really, we have some time. We are trying to be prepared. If it doesn't work tonight, we, we really can. We have a backup plan. It's really okay. So I think everything that you have said here, Gretchen, is a really great lead in to really thinking about this month's focus on the Burned In Teacher podcast, which is B, begin where you are. Mm-hmm. So really, I love that you started out by helping me to, to helping to fill me in really on how you're going with your goals. Because you and I sort of went through this whole goal setting practice together back yep. in December. Mm-hmm. And I was so inspired by your focus on three goals because I had like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that's the really dangerous thing, right? Is that we can't, I, I literally cannot do 100 things well in one year. Right. right. So, so tell us a little bit about what advice you have for teachers, especially even if you want to focus on your new or newer teachers mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. Now, a lot of the listeners that listen to this podcast have been teaching for five plus years, but mm-hmm. this would be a really good maybe practice to come back to these things that you want to share today about beginning where you are, beginning your school year, um, or beginning your teaching career for that matter. Yeah, I think new beginnings start all the time. Like I'm a veteran educator and this threw me for a loop, you know, so you're never clear of being new in something and maybe the season of life or the grade level changes or the content area or the school, whatever, you're going to have a moment where you're new again. Mm-hmm. And it's important to say to yourself, and this is what I said to myself, because I did have more than three goals, but I looked at them and said, is there a common thread or a theme in terms so I can make an overarching goal? And there wasn't, uh, but I said, okay, which out of this list is going to have the biggest impact? Like, okay, if I update my website, that's great. But like, is that really going to be giving back to the teachers that need me? No. So I had to find things that were going to push the lever to help education educators grow. And these were the three goals that I knew not only was professional development for me, but professional development for other people. And that's how you know that's your sweet spot. So in the classroom, for me, it was always, is there a new curriculum that I need to learn? Because that always takes precedence. Is there a new student or or new type of dynamic with students that I need to read a book about in terms of classroom management or some other um, tool, maybe a tech tool to track uh, interventions or something? So whatever is causing the, the newness or the change in your situation, that is where you can find what you should be focusing on, what your, your goals should be. And so for me, it was all about serving new teachers because that was the direction in which I was moving this year. So it's so interesting that you bring this up because shout out to my out the door by four 
teachers out there who are going through that course, you know that I definitely touch on that in that course for sure is that um, focusing on what has the big, biggest impact on student outcomes. And sometimes, sometimes that can be really hard because you want everything to be perfect or uh, Instagram worthy or you want yeah. it to, you know, you want to do all of the funnish stuff. Um, rather than, like you said, focusing on the curriculum you'll you'll be teaching or focusing on the student needs that are coming into your classroom. That's not always the most fun thing to focus on. And it's it's the lengthy stuff. Like Mm -hmm. same thing with my goals. They took forever to accomplish. It's not something you can just do in a day. You can't just go to a professional development meeting or read a book and be like, done. I know how to implement this Mm -hmm. on a daily basis and see results. These are things that are going to take the calendar year, the school year to get done. And that's how you know you've dreamed big enough for yourself is that you can't do it in one sitting. Right. Right. And that you continue to get better as you get into that practice and you, and you make it better. Yeah. And can I also say with these goal settings, so if you've decided, you know, okay, I know my three goals, you've got to figure out how you're going to get there, you know, because just having three goals, it could take you to the end of the year before you even do them because you have not set up the steps to even get there. Did you know you can tell Siri to subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast? Yep. Simply say, hey Siri, subscribe to the Burned In Teacher Podcast and boom, you're done. Or you can simply go to your iTunes podcast app, search for the Burned In Teacher Podcast and tap subscribe. That way you never miss a new Burned In Teacher Podcast episode. After you subscribe, please scroll down until you see some stars Tap on the star you feel reflects your rating of the BIT podcast and leave a review that shares your thoughts or feelings about the show. I love giving Burned In Teacher listeners shout outs and sharing the love. So jump in there, take two minutes to subscribe, leave a rating and review to let me know what you think. Thanks so much. You know, so you've really got to think through the backwards planning method of how do I get there? What support do I need? Um, And I actually was thinking about this conversation and I've come up with five steps for someone who needs to begin where they are, which is your theme for the month. Um, whether you're a new teacher or you're just in a new season in your career. So are you okay if I give your listeners these five tips? I am more than ready. Let's hear them. Okay. So step one, acknowledge your current tool belt. You came into this situation with something. If you're a new teacher, you've got student teaching experience or you've got some feedback you've received on writing lesson plans, you're coming with something. If you're a veteran teacher, you had a whole experience in the classroom already. You've met lots of students, you've worked with lots of teachers, you've worked in different buildings. So you come with something, but you need to acknowledge what you are coming with. What are, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Because we can't start setting goals until we even evaluate what's in front of us. Just think of having a tool belt and you dump it all out on the floor And you're canvassing the area to find out, okay, what am I working with? And if you're not really sure exactly what that might look like, you, maybe you changed careers. That's the new teachers I worked with. They had a whole different career before coming to to teaching. And I would tell them, hey, you have time management skills. That's huge in the classroom. Um, Or, you know, practicing and repeating whether you were on the basketball court. Like there's always something from life too that you have that is applicable to the classroom. So just think about your whole experiences, even if you don't have a lot in the classroom. Mm. So step number two, I want you to then choose a focus area. And this is the, goes back to the conversation Amber and I were having about, you know, what are your biggest levers? What if you did right now will have the hugest domino effect to help 
propel you towards whatever these goals are and towards achieving what's best for students. Um, if you will like, well, I don't have any idea where to start. I have a laundry list of ideas. How do I know what's important? My best advice to you, and this is just my personal advice, Amber, you might disagree. I always say it's lesson design, not just writing a lesson plan, it's, but it's designing all the things that happen within a lesson as well as behavior management. So if you're not sure where to even begin, those are my two big levers that I guarantee if you focus on one of them, that is going to have a huge impact. So you acknowledge your tool belt and you chose a focus area. Tip three, connect with an expert or a mentor in that area. So just because you look up to someone on Instagram or you got someone down the hall who's been teaching forever and they're your best friend, that's great and everything. But if they're not great in what you want to be great in, it's not going to be a, a great ally. And if you're like me and don't have a lot of time, I have to be very smart about who I spend time with and who I learn from because I'm so limited. Um, so if you're like, I don't have anybody and I'm brand new. Well, here you go. Two faces. Amber and I are someone you could connect with to learn more, to, to ask questions. You can go into Twitter chats and join Facebook groups for your grade level and your subject area and whatever. There are people there that will answer all your questions that you may have in that one area that's moving towards your goal, not just all things education. That'll just get so overwhelming. Mm. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was actually one of the topics of always a burned in lesson was finding your PLN, your personal learning network. And there is no limit to finding the, the people, finding your people, finding those mentors and finding the people that can help to guide you to be great. Oh yeah. Uh, They're everywhere. If you're, they're everywhere. If you are very focused and you know what you're looking for, you will find them. And that's why it's so important. You do your homework of acknowledging what you got and, and going in with a game plan. Because if you just walk in, you're like, Hey, I need a mentor. It's like, Oh my God, you're going to get so derailed. Very, very true. Very being intentional about who you surround yourself with is so important. You are the average of the five people you hang around with the most. Amen. And you should, you should certainly be surrounding yourself with people that are better than you at some things. At something. Yeah. At that, whatever thing you're trying to get better at. Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's dive back in. Yeah. Number four, journal all your feedback that you're getting from people so that you can implement your strategies. And the reason I say journal it, you're going to forget. And there's going to be days where you're like, I'm trying all the things and nothing's working. And then go back, like have that staff meeting of one, look at your paper and say, okay, this is the feedback I've gotten from mentors or from other people in the building. Have I done all these things? And then you're tracking what you did because they may just give you a general tip and then you break it down to, I did this with Johnny or I did this in social studies, whatever it is, document everything you're doing because you're going to go back and look at this and say, I can clearly see what worked and what didn't work and I'm seeing a pattern and it helps you get perspective faster because you're in the nitty gritty, you're frustrated with emotions, but if you have it on paper, it's like the data just seeps off into your eyes and into your brain and you're like, oh, I see it so clearly now. So take time to journal everything that's happening with only these three goals and data points are a great way to do that, um, I highly suggest videotaping yourself. No one needs to watch it, but that's awesome for you to find out if you're working on delivering a lesson. You can look at mannerisms. You can look at your confidence. You can look at clarity of directions. I mean, there's so much that you can pick up from just five minutes of a video. So two things about what you just said. Number one, when you truly sit down and get quiet 
and reflect on your own practices and whether or not, because we sometimes think that we are really focusing really hard and doing all the things that we need to do. But if we really are honest with ourselves sometimes and we, we take the time to get reflective and get quiet, we realize that, oh, I really wasn't, ref- I was not focusing on the right thing at the right time there. And what, and that can be, that can be sometimes hard, but it can, it can also be equally, if not more important that you find those mistakes and you backtrack and you self-correct going forward. And I also have to say about recording a video of yourself, you know, teachers would not be the only profession where you would do something like that. Uh, my husband and I love stand-up comedy. And, <laughs> I do too. And a lot of times when you watch a stand-up comedian go to the stage, do you know where I'm going with this? What do you see no. them do? They get out their phone and they set it on the chair and you see them do a quick tap. What do you think they're doing? Oh, I don't think I've ever noticed. They are recording themselves. They are analyzing their pauses. They're analyzing how they're saying certain things. They're analyzing the laughter, how many laughs they're getting. There is a science about this, this delivery you know, and, and there's no difference between, you know, standing in front of a huge crowd of people, big or small, and trying to make them laugh and standing in front of a crowd of students and trying to make them learn. Mm. So Boom. I think there's a huge... That's quotable. Hey, <laughs> you heard it here. You heard that quote and you also heard the staff meeting of one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gretchen, I have missed you so much. I know. Let's wrap it up. Let's go to tip five. So this is the best part. This is celebrate growth of your tool belt. And you might say, what if I am not actually gaining any traction? Mm. Well, you're taking action. So therefore you have something to celebrate. You are doing more than you've ever done before. You are working with intention. You're working with purpose. And because of that, that is something to celebrate. And I will tell you, that you can go to your administrator because you will probably have a PEP or at every district may be called something else, but you'll have a professional education plan that basically they just want to check in with you at the end of the year to see all you've accomplished their goals. Did you have any of your goals, whatever. And you can say, Hey, I've been keeping this journal of my progress of my own goals and my own data points. And they're going to say, this is great evidence to showcase that you are uh, a professional, that you are going above and beyond what's required to get even better and they will give you credit for going above and beyond. And so make sure that you share this when you have an exit meeting or whenever they'll, they'll ask for that information. But I think these five steps, acknowledge your tool belt, choose the focus area, connect with experts, journal your feedback and celebrate growth are going to ensure that you start where you are, but then you actually get where you're trying to go. Such solid advice. I know that this is not the only place that that we can hear these um, and learn these five strategies. So tell us a little bit about where you can also find this and even more great tips and strategies for being a new or newer teacher and how you can continue to grow as an educator and hone in on your craft. Well, you can come to alwayslesson.com and find me Mm. and I've got a blog And I've got a podcast, the Empowering Educators Podcast. I have got webinars that I create to do professional development on these such topics. I also have classroom materials I've created to make your lesson design and behavior management top notch. Uh, I've just released that book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College. It's paperback and Kindle versions if you want that. We're also doing a book study starting September 1st if you want to hop in. Even if you hop in after we've started, that is A-OK. 
And then I've got the mentorship program. If you're like, listen, I can't buy any more programs. I just want someone to sit with me and, and talk with me and personalize this for me. And I'm your gal. Just get in touch with me, Gretchen at alwayslesson.com. Such amazing resources. And honestly, I want to hear more about the book. If you're willing to just share with us a little bit about, you know, what does this book focus on or what is one topic that you tackle? Because I know from being a teacher for 12 years, there's a lot they don't teach us in college. Yes. It's so frustrating. So this is what, this is the story of what happened. So as I started teaching, first of all, let me even go further. Since a child, I knew I wanted to teach. Like I had the high heels on. I was teaching my parents. They were goofing off trying to help me become better behavior management. (laughs) Like they were hilarious. They dad wouldn't put his name on his paper. Like they were really pushing me to be my best. I wish so I'm the biggest. <laughs> I know, I know, right? So I've known for a long time I wanted to do this, and every Christmas Santa would bring me different uh, books on education and different things personalized with my name. I mean, I was like diehard, and I got there and it went well. I'm not going to say I didn't have a great year, but it it was really hard for someone that was that prepared, and mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been that way. And I was thinking back in the first three years why this was happening. And I was like, these are situations I didn't encounter. And no one told me about this. And I like not specific things that I can tell you from the book, but just life as a new teacher and your first career. I mean, there's just a lot that's coming at you at one time and you're not necessarily mature or ready to do it. And then there's things, logistics of the job that you just have never been in that situation. And maybe a college wouldn't even know to put you in that situation because it's very unique to the students you serve or the community or your administrator style. Um, And so what I started doing as a way to combat this was I wrote all these ideas that I was learning or searching for on note cards. And these note cards turned into a Word document because I ran out of note cards and every student teacher I had and every mentee, I was like, you've got to read these note cards. These are like the greatest ideas. They're, they're, none of them are mine, but they're, they're just gonna, really going to be helpful for you. And every student teacher and mentee was like, wow, like this is some common knowledge stuff. Like it's not like, wow, that's like a brain buster, but it's like, I would have never thought about that or no, no one's ever told me that. And they were, you know, furiously writing notes. And I was just like, well, I can't photocopy all these, but maybe I could send you the Word document. And then the Word document got to be almost 100 pages. And I was like, okay, I better just publish this thing. And that's what I did. So I was a third year teacher with a book on education, like as if I had any business with that. But that wasn't the point. It wasn't that I was an expert. It was like, hey, before I forget all of these lessons that were new to me, let me hurry up and tell you about them because soon I'm going to forget that I didn't know that. It's just going to become second nature. And I think that's why a lot of people don't prep new teachers because it becomes old hat and you don't realize that you never knew it. Well, and it so, seems like what you were doing is you were actually celebrating that growth. And I, I, if somebody disagrees with me, you know, that's okay. But a first year teacher can be an expert. I mean, you are an expert at being a first-year teacher because you have gone through it. You have learned a lot of lessons. And there are student teachers and teachers that are in college that that can benefit from your expertise as being a first-year teacher. And it's just walking away with knowing things that you didn't know before that you simply want to write down and share with others makes you someone who is worthy of sharing what you've learned. Yeah. So, And I... um recently wanted to rewrite it, not rewrite it, but update it because I've, it's been 
a long time in the field. I've yeah, you shared this with me. You shared this with me that you went through and you edited it. Yeah. And you said, you said some things. You mentioned some things about your writing. Oh, it was horrible. I was embarrassed. I mean, it was so disorganized. It was so like list-like. And I'm like, where was I even going with that? And that's when you know, like you wrote it from your brain, but you didn't take time to really write it for somebody else. It's almost like looking at your lesson plan that you wrote for you, but not a lesson plan you leave for a sub. And it was just like, who could ever do anything with with this. So I, it took a long time for me to reorganize it and then hash it out, like really flush it out of what the heck I was trying to say and then add to it based on my experience since the last time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, this is much more helpful to get someone started. And I start since, you know, I've also coached teachers and interviewed principals and teachers. And so I have all that experience of how to get the job, Um, when you're first hired, things that you need to do, um, getting everything ready before that first day of school. There's, gosh, so much. And it's not just decorating your classroom that you need to think about. That should Um, be the last thing that you worry about doing. (laughs) I know it's it's always the first. Yeah. Always the first, but it should be the last. And if you're stressed out, decorating makes you feel better. But anyway, so then we go through like the nitty gritty. And then once you've got the nitty gritty, like how do you go beyond. And that last chapter is really for any teacher, any educator, because it's chock full of like, where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I love begin with where you are, because it could be for a 20 year veteran or a first year teacher. It's you're always going to be starting fresh. If you're someone that sets goals and wants to be better. It's so, so true. And you know what else I love about you going back and rereading your book and finding those mistakes and, you know, wondering where your, you know, young 20 something brain was whenever you were putting <laughs> all of this together is that it makes me think of, and I'm, I'm just so excited about these agents of change is that uh, you, you were not a perfection patty. You weren't saying, you know, if it isn't perfect, it's not good enough to share with the world. It oh, was, yeah, no. you said to yourself, I have something to share. I want to help. You were try it out, Trevor. You were, I am brave enough to try new things, make mistakes, learn from them. And you just want to put something out into the world. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be Instagram worthy. It can just be worthy. So I'm so excited for you to have this book back out into the world and for you to have your mentorship program. I guarantee you listeners, it is gold. So definitely go check it out. Tell everybody again where they can find more information about those two incredible resources. Just go to alwaysalesson.com. Everything is linked up there. Social media handles, always a lesson everywhere if if you're trying to find me. But um, one thing I can tell you is reaching out to someone and asking for personalized help is the best way um, because it's not, your situation right now is not one size fits all. And that's what's so great about being connected with Amber and any of her groups or programs and connecting with me is because we can take what you got going on at our experience and our advice and, and help you get to where you're trying to go. And sometimes when you're reading a book or you're, you know, you purchase a program online thinking it's going to help you. And then you're still just as stuck is because you sometimes need someone to help make it fit your circumstances. And so I highly just recommend finding someone one-on-one to work with. Yes. Amen. I totally agree with that 100%. Well, Gretchen, so grateful you were here with us today. I do have one more part of this interview and I don't think that we did this in our three-part series. Correct me if I'm wrong. We did. We- Is this the if that or whatever? Yes. We're going to do yeah. the Brandon teacher lightning round. So a quick round right. of this or that. All right. You ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pop music or rock music? Pop. All right. And stuffed animals or dolls? I know you have very little littles. Yeah, stuffed animals. <laughs> okay, 
How many do you think you have in your house? Uh, way too many because every time someone comes to visit, they bring more things. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Oh, is that a is that a Southern thing? Is that a North Carolina thing, or is it just a personal family preference? I mean, we've got Waffle House, and people sure do love Waffle House. But I just <laughs> pancakes are just tastier to me. I don't know, so I think it's a, just a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, finally, hot chocolate or coffee? Hot chocolate from Dunkin' Donuts is the best. Ooh, I've never had it. I'm not a. I like a good cup of hot chocolate maybe once a winter, but I'm a coffee lover myself. You are in the coldest place on earth. You should have it every day. Oh my goodness. Oh, tell that to the listeners up in Minnesota and Montana. (laughs) We have it pretty good here in Northern Indiana. (laughs) All right. Well, Gretchen, it was so good to catch up with you and hear how how things are going. And I'm just so excited about these things that you've shared tonight. So thank you so much. Thank you for being my support system. I I really... I appreciate you for, you know, always keeping it real and for pushing me to think bigger and for just being someone to lean on. Everybody needs somebody. And um, I highly suggest you just reach out and tell people anything about yourself and find a connection because that person, because we were totally random and, and, you know, we haven't stopped talking. So you just never know where that, that person is. Oh, right back at you. I really don't know where I'd be without you, Gretchen. Thank you. That makes me emotional. (laughs) all right we are going to talk soon i know it sounds great thanks for having me all right see ya bye if you enjoyed today's podcast episode you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways i want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned and Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned and Teacher. Burn on.